0: Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. So it's still unclear whether baseball will be played this year as the coronavirus-related challenges continue to be considered by the commissioner, Rob Manfred. To better understand the scope of the virus, though, Major League Baseball is engaging in a study conducted by Stanford University, USC, and the Sports Medicine Sports Medicine Research and Testing Laboratory. 27 out of 30 clubs, including the Mets and Yankees, have agreed to participate in a massive study that tests up to 10,000 people For the coronavirus antibodies, employees from each team, as well as players, front office staff, concession workers and others will act as the experiments subjects. Hmm. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the top infectious disease expert on the White House Coronavirus Task Force, says maybe we can have baseball
1: soon. There's a way of doing that. Nobody comes to the stadium. Put them in big hotels, you know, wherever you want to play. Keep them very well surveilled, and namely a, a surveillance, but have them tested like every week and make sure they don't wind up infecting each other or their family and just let them play the season. out. I mean, people say, well, you know, you, you, you can't play without spectators. Well, I think you probably get enough. Buy in from people who are dying to see a baseball game, particularly me. I'm living in Washington. We have the world champion Washington nationals. You know, I want to see them play again.
0: Now that was, uh, Dr. Fauci said in a good luck America interview on Snapchat. Now Gordon, think about this. This afternoon, LA mayor Eric Garcetti said coronavirus will likely hold sporting events with crowds until 2021 wow
1: yeah i mean i know that that uh, that's been kind of floating out there and you know you see sometimes these these blurbs or these little headlines and you go to my you know, oh my god right <laughs> yep at this point i don't see how anybody can really give you a prediction about what's going to be taking place in a month never mind in 2021 so that's the way i'm kind of looking at it maybe I'm, I'm i'm naive maybe i'm just you know burying my head in the sand Let's get life a little bit back to normal right now, right? Let let let's try to get the numbers down a little bit, right? Let's let's see if we can actually get the the flattening the curve that everybody's talking about and let's worry about 2021. You know, not in 2021, but a little bit further down. Yes, we need some long-term thinking, but I think at first we should be more focused on short-term results.
0: The long-term thinking we need right now, Gordon is next week. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, think about how much changes in a week, right?
0: That's right. That's the long-term thinking we need. Switching to the NBA, David Blatt is going to be looking for other work. European coaching legend David Blatt won't be retained in the new Nick president Leon Rose administration, according to NBA sources. Blatt, you remember, led the Cavaliers to the NBA finals in 2015, was brought in as a consultant on December 18th by former Nick's president Steve Mills. Blatt and Mills were Princeton teammates in the seventies. Both of them are out. Oh! By the way, Nick fans, you can bid to witness draft day decisions as part of the all-in challenge to raise money for coronavirus relief. Bidding for the Knicks package starts at $10,000. The winner also play a horse. That's H-O-R-S-E game with Alan Houston and John Starks. You get to tour MSG with the rookies the day after the draft. Please, if you win, do us a favor and help them out so they can pick the right person this time. Sticking with basketball, Gordon, we've been talking about Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant against Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and Shaq says very simply, the Lakers would beat the Bulls. The three-peat
2: Lakers in your primes would have beaten those Bulls in their primes. yes, easily, yeah.
0: Why? Because I would have killed Luke Longley, Bill Winning, Cartwright, (laughs) yeah. So the factor is me and my free throw shooter. So... Okay, another question is, our Lakers in their prime and Chicago in their prime,
2: who is Phil Jackson with? Is he with us or is uh, he with them? I think he's with them because he was with them first. Uh, so he would have tried the Hacker Shack. Then he would. So
0: the I, I still would have averaged my 28-29, but the key would have been the free throws. So, you know, with me, it's always 50-50, so hopefully I would have been on. If I'd been on, we went. If I'd have been off, we lose, but. You know, I love having these conversations. They would have did this, we would have did that. But I I can strictly say I think we would have beat them. Uh, He'd have been off and they would have lost. (laughs) Even Shaq
1: (laughs) himself is saying it would come down to his free throws.
0: Yep, so that means, no, they lose. That's not
1: exactly a a huge vote of confidence. (laughs) No, it isn't. It is not.
0: It is not. Switching to football, Joe Judge of the Giants had a conference call and says he had a very specific person to help him out with the draft prospects check who this is
2: i'm not looking to make this a vacation for anybody we've got a lot of serious work to get done but it is still our house and like everyone else in america is finding out you know everyone's working with their family always present and that's uh that's pretty true for us i got a golden retriever sits on a couch next to me for about 15 hours a day so you know right now she could probably tell you more about who we're going to take in the first round than anybody else
0: joe judge and his dog gordon are helping to decide Who the Giants will take in the draft? It's probably better than Gettleman. (laughs) Lewis Riddick was on with Carlin, and he's Carlin asked him about, well, now that McCaffrey got dough,
2: what you going to do with
0: Saquon? It's been
2: proven that you can. It's in the back of your head. It's been proven that you can find maybe not equal production, you know, for a much cheaper price, whether it be in the veteran free agent market or via the draft. But you can find close to the same type of production, something that will still allow you to win football games at the highest level, a la the Kansas City Chiefs and the runners-up in the Super Bowl this year, the San Francisco 49ers, who took a, a much more value-oriented approach to that position. So in order for me to really invest in terms of a huge... Market leading, market setting second contract for a running back. It would have to be a very unique circumstance with a very unique player. Look, Saquon's a very unique player. I don't know if the circumstance is quite the same right now. Absolutely love Saquon Barkley. I was not someone who was getting down on Dave Gettleman for taking him. I think he's a generational player. He's shown that he can make generational plays and he's an A plus young man. But I, I would have, a, I would really have to feel compelled that this is a unique situation in order to invest that kind of money in a running back.
0: All right, so compare McCaffrey, Saquon, Doe. Go.
2: Christian McCaffrey is easily our most valuable asset and our best player on this football team who kinda transcends your normal running back prototype as far he's a guy who's a dual threat. He's the unquestioned leader on this football team. I want to invest in this guy going forward because we're building this thing from the ground up. Now, many people could say, well, Saquon has those same qualities, and maybe he does. Unless Saquon has one of these tremendous years where the, he really is the one who is spearheading this team into the future, meaning he was the difference this year as far as taking this team from being someone, you know, a team that's been down in the dump, so to speak, and really kind of got him going. Unless he really does that, I would be reluctant to right now want to sign into a kind of the kind of contract that Christian is getting.
0: You know that's interesting, Gordon. And I'll say this: it's kind of unfair for Saquon because the way he was used with Daniel Jones was not the same way he was used with Eli Manning. The way he was used with Eli Manning, he was the offense. With Daniel Jones, he was like almost like a complimentary afterthought on some occasions with him. So it's really going to depend how Jason Garrett and Joe Judge uses him in this offense.
1: Well, the problem I would think is that like about paying him, and and the question about paying him. These are all questions you knew when you drafted him, Mm -hmm. right? Like he, Lewis is saying about, well, you know, you can, you can get similar production without investing that much in the running pack position. Yes. That's what we were all screaming. That's what, that's why everybody was shouting, don't take a running back as great as Saquon is at number two, because that's not a position successful teams generally invest heavy duty resources in. So unfortunately for the Giants, the question of whether or not to pay Saquon Barkley kind of has to be answered at this point because you drafted Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. If you weren't going to pay him, then why the hell did you draft him? Yep.
0: Very simple. That's right. That's and and that's what they're looking to right now. But um you know what, Gordon? If he has the type of and really the sad part about it is unless let's say they are 500 team, that's three years. Okay. That's three years mm-hmm. that you, you know, wasted quote unquote mm-hmm. his talent. And now you're looking at going into those, these next two years. And Gordon, we know the life of running backs are not that, not that great. Not so that now, great. now you're going to have to pay him and he's, he's approaching. It, as good as he's going to be, and now there's going to be a downside. on He's going to head to the downside of his career. Now, listen, he's yeah. a very talented young man. You you love what you see in him. He is a guy that he's a big play waiting to happen. But, you know, at the running back position, you know, you can find other guys who can do, maybe not as great, I'm not saying as great, but you can find other guys that you could have drafted lower, Gordon, that would do nice. a similar type of performance, of and you don't have to pay him that of much. Of
1: course. We see it every single year. And another term that we got to get rid of is this generational running back. Yeah. yeah. If there's a generational running back every other year in the draft, then newsflash, it's not a generational anything. <laughs> yep. You know, Patrick Mahomes looks like he might be a generational quarterback. We'll see. That's a that That's a question generational run every single it wasn't that long ago i heard todd Gurley was a generational running back yeah that was a, that was a short shelf life
0: yep yep see th- th- there's other running backs you think of when you think of generational running backs you know we are very quick to put labels on folks now gordon let- let's let them play a couple of years you know so we can mm-hmm. see how good they are because what makes a generational anything Is the longevity.
1: Right. And And it's not a position that
0: leads to being a generational. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's longevity and production over the, over a certain amount of years. That's what makes you generational.
1: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.